morning, everyone. Uh, it's a great question. Who matters to you? So, kids, I, I don't know if you've thought about that question. Uh, kids online, you can think about that question too. Who matters to you? One of the uh, one of the reasons it's such a great question is it's really close to probably one of the greatest questions in the Bible. It's um, one of the most important questions that we can ask. It's this question, who matters to God? Do you know who matters to God, Piper? <laughs> yeah. I, the, one of the things they talked about is that everyone matters to God, that Jesus spent time with everyone. He treated everyone as though they mattered. But I want to start with a person that you know really well. Piper, you are... Um, right ahead of the curve, um, you, you know all their good qualities, you know what they're like, you know all their failures and mistakes they've made and embarrassing things they have done. And because of that, it can sometimes be difficult to believe that they matter to God. But you matter to God. He loves you and sent his son to find you and pay the price for your sins and your mistakes and make the way so that you could be restored back into relationship with God. You, each and every one of you, are loved by God and given the blessing of being a child of Him. God is for you. He'll provide for you. He will teach you. He will lead you. He loves you. Just like Punchinello, we need to spend time sitting in the presence of God and being reminded that we matter to Him and He loves us. I, I've loved being here this morning. Thanks Beck and Madison and Anthony and AJ and Jeff and James. I've loved just being able to worship together. I've loved being able to share that story together. How good is it to share communion together and just be reminded that God loves us, we are His and we are His people together such a good thing to be reminded of and to sing about. It's a, it's a real pleasure to do that. This is what it says in Ephesians, and I love it. It's part of what we've been doing this morning. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which was freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the richest riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. I love that word, lavished. Uh, I went out to dinner with my mum last night. The guy I was sitting to, next to loved his desserts. He got dessert with ice cream and also with custard, and he put them both on his dessert, and he was so excited about it. That's what it means to lavish something, is to just pour on. God has blessed us. As it says in the passage, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ. We're now his children. We share in his riches and in the inheritance of being children of God. And in particular, 
we share richly in His grace and forgiveness. God is gracious to us. He has given us all this blessing, not because we deserve it, but because He is kind and because He loves us. Once we know that, once we know how much we matter to God, how much He's blessed us, once that reality sinks into our hearts and our minds, we can't help but ask the question, who else matters to God? How can I be a part of helping them to know this blessing that I've received? God's blessing to us overflows. We can't help it. We want to share the blessing and the grace that we've received. Uh, a bit like the woman in that story who runs into town and says, come and meet this man who's changed my life. When someone asked Jesus um, how they could best live in the blessing of God, he told them, you can do two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and love your neighbour as yourself. They're the two things. It's as simple as that. That's what it means to live as people of God, to be loved and to love God and to then love our neighbours. But this person who asked the question wanted to know more, so they said, well, who is my neighbour? Another great question. Who is my neighbour? Who are the people in my life it's, it's sometimes difficult to love your neighbours. Who are the people in my life that are loved by God, that I am close enough to, that He would like me to show them that? Through the way that I treat them and the way that I relate them, to them, God would like some of His love to shine through in that. Being a follower of Jesus means loving God and loving your neighbours. To love God, you have to know who He is. That is why Jesus came. That's why He sat next to the well. That's why we have the Bible. That's why we have the Spirit of God amongst us. That's why we gather together like this in God's presence. To love God, you have to know Him and encounter Him. So God has come. To love your neighbour, you have to know who they are. So, this morning, I just want to ask the question, this profound question that Jesus was asked, who are your neighbours? Do you know who they are? Uh, I want to help you work it out this morning. I'm going to share three ways of working out who your neighbours are. Um, it's a question that kids, even the youngest of you, can answer. And uh, adults, it's a question that even the wisest, most mature, grown up about of you I'm not going to look anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I just did. <laughs> Sorry, AJ, I just looked at you. <laughs> it's great to have you here this morning, AJ. <laughs> it's a question that even the most experienced of us still need to come back to. Like, there is no other game. There's no moving on from this. To love God and love our neighbour, that is what we are called to do, and we can always be more thoughtful about how to do that. Um, the whole of the law of God, correct theology, wisdom, right living, holiness, all of it is summed up in knowing who your neighbour is and loving them. Loving God, loving your neighbour. So, 
we're going to spend some time working out who our neighbours are. So first off, I'd love you to think about who your actual neighbours are. Some of you have moved house recently, you might not know. Some of you may have lived there for ages, and you might not know. So um, a great place to start is just thinking through who are the people that live around you. We have pens and paper here. Kids, adults, while I'm talking, I'd love you to draw a map of your block or your street or your floor at your apartments and see if you can put names on all the houses in your street. Um, Feel free to do that while I'm talking. A few of you are looking at me like I'm an idiot. You can get out your, you can just write a list if you're not comfortable drawing, but seriously, think about the people on your street. Can you write their names? The first thing to know about someone is their name. It's terrible when you get someone's name wrong. Isn't it, Andre? (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) You need to um, be able to, to have a relationship with someone, you need to know their name. If you can write their names, maybe write a fact about them. Not something that you can tell just by looking at them, not they have a beard or they're tall, but something about them. What do they love doing? What are they passionate about? What do they worry about? What are they excited about? Can you write a fact about them? And then finally, I'd love you to think about what's one way that you might be able to bless them. It's a pretty hard time for people at the moment. I'd I'd like to encourage you that one way to bless someone may be just asking how they're going and encouraging them. (laughs) Pretty much any of us can do that. You don't have to mow their lawns, you don't have to well, thank you have to mow my lawns, Neil. <laughs> I, I appreciate the uh, unspoken agreement that we have. But it's as simple as demonstrating that you care. Um, powerful way. Um, I'm not very good at ideas. I've just come up with lawn mowing and asking people how they're going. I'm going to give you two minutes. What's a way to bless your neighbour? Have a chat to someone around you. What's another way, maybe a more creative way than, I, than I've thought about?
She's on. All right. That was two minutes. Were there... Maybe um, put your hand up if you heard a great idea. Not if you had a great idea, but if you heard a great idea. We're doing well this morning. Come on, we can do it. Surely asking people how they're going and mowing their lawns is not all that we've got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Being interested in people is like uh, something, uh, yeah, Jesus was. He was like, who are you and why are you at this well? And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing privilege actually to hear people's story and get to know who they are. It's, it's incredible, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Treasures in heaven, Neil. <laughs> We're sending you to a nursing home as soon as we can. <laughs> no, we're not really. Um, all right. Any any others? Stefan's looking excited. Yeah, you're always looking excited. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Just invite yourself over. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Uh, I'm coming to your house for lunch today, Steph. <laughs> um. We, I'm sure if we spend some time together, we can come up with a whole bunch of reasons, but um, maybe then we do need to be reminded of some of this stuff, of how to go about blessing people. So maybe what I've got to share this morning, simple as it is, is actually really helpful to come back to because we, we struggled a little bit there to answer some questions. Uh, there's a guy called John Ferguson. Um, he, he came up with this, acrostic, is that what it's called, uh, called bless. And uh, he said, this is a way that you can bless the people around you. And the first thing is, he said, pray. Pray for people. Did anyone say that? Oh, Harry, good job, mate. <laughs> We have the incredible privilege of bringing people before God in prayer. Like, that is an uh, amazingly powerful and incredible thing that we can do. And often in those places, God will put on our hearts something that we might be able to do. So he said, start there. So you've, you've got your map of your neighborhood, maybe a challenge. Don't 
go out and do anything. Just start praying for those people and see what God puts on your heart, that maybe he might stir in you an interest in that person. Second thing he said was listen. So a bit like Lynn was talking about, actually be interested in the story of people. Don't just see them as a project. Don't just see them as something to tick off on your checklist. But have, have a heart to say, I'd, I'd love to know who my neighbours are and what their story is and why they do what they do or who are they? So third thing he said was to eat with people. Something changes when you eat a meal with someone. You no longer are acquaintances, you're friends. Uh, Jesus knew this. One of the uh, most significant things that you'll see about Jesus as you read through the gospel is how often he was eating. The thing that got Jesus killed was the people that he ate with. He ate with all kinds of people and opened up his table and practiced hospitality. Um, we do have a high value on hospitality here in this church, not at the moment because uh, the logistics of it all are pretty tricky, but hospitality is close to the heart of God. It's no coincidence that what we celebrate, what Jesus told us to remember, was to gather around a table with him and eat with him. It's the kind of relationship God wants to have with us, and it's the kind of relationship we can enter into with our neighbours. Um, if you don't want to uh, take the... It's a bit nervous having people in your home and, like, sitting across from them, and that can be a bit awkward. A middle step, have a barbecue for your street. Like, uh, we've done this a few times on our street, and it's been great. Just wheel the barbie out the front, invite everyone along, and say, we're having a barbie, come and join us. It's a great way to get to know people. Fourth thing he said is serve. So um, look for needs. If there's some way in which you have a gift that you can offer to them, do it. Um, we can be a blessing. Um, God has blessed us abundantly, so part of the natural response to that is, how can I bless someone else? What's something I might be able to do for them? Can I... I love uh, my neighbours across the road, not Christian, don't go to church, but they look out for my mum, uh, the neighbours who live across the road from my mum, and they uh, will check in with her if there's, you know, something that happens on the street or whatever, they'll go over and they'll look after her because they can. And they can be a blessing. And that's a great thing. So look for opportunities to serve. And finally, story. What do you think the last one's story might be about? Thanks, Madison. Yeah. Sharing the story of God. I, um, I, I don't know about you, but I have this difficult relationship when it becomes to sharing my faith. It, it's something that I'm, I know is such a great blessing, but I also struggle. You don't want to just bowl up to someone and start dumping the story of Jesus upon them. The greatest thing that we can do for someone is help them to discover the life that is in Jesus. You know, we might be able to look out for them, we might be able to mow their lawns, but only knowing Jesus 
will set them free and bring that living water into their soul that he talked about. So I, I think there's a reason why it's on the list of things, but it's also the last one. Say, once you have a relationship with someone, once they've seen how you live, and you like them, and you know them, and you know their story, you can start sharing the story of God into that. Uh, You can share it naturally, and you can share it in a way that they might be able to hear, hear it. But it is the greatest gift that we can share. It's something that Jesus told us to go out into all the world and share this good news. It is good news. And a bit like the woman in the well, we should be excited about sharing that and look for opportunities to share that. So I find that a really helpful way for me to think about what I can do and what I might be able to do next. Again, start in prayer if you, if you don't. Maybe you know your neighbours pretty well, you're praying for them, invite them around for dinner. Maybe you've got a really good relationship with your neighbours and it might be time to think about how do I share my faith into this or can be as simple as saying, can I pray for you in this? All right. It doesn't need to be your literal neighbours either, but it can be, and that's a great place to start. But a lot of you are going back to work in the office. It might be the person that you sit next to. Kids, you're going back to school this week. Most of you uh, might be the person that you sit next to at school or um, the person near your group at lunchtime. Think about how you can notice the people around you and ask how you can be a blessing there. It's a great place to start. All right, that's the first way. Bless your literal neighbours. I'm going to bring it home quickly, Becky. It's all right. (laughs) Second way you can work out who your neighbours are is by asking this. Who matters to God and doesn't know it yet? This was the answer that Jesus gave to someone when he said, who is my neighbor? He said, keep your eyes peeled for those people around you who need love and kindness and someone to be a good neighbor to them. That's who you should be a good neighbor to. Um, Keep your eyes peeled for people that you can bless and be kind to. It can be as simple as praying, God, today, just let me Um, be kind to someone who needs to know it. Give me an opportunity to bless someone who needs a blessing today and enter your day with your eyes peeled for, is there someone around me who just needs to know the love of God who I might be able to help with that? Often God puts particular people on our hearts. It's when we start talking about this stuff that suddenly you're like, oh, Yeah, it's this person. It's the person that God's put in my life at the moment. Maybe that's happening for you right now. If it is, pay attention to who that person is. Make a plan. Uh, Luke and Rach and whole family, who probably don't want me to name you (laughs) because you're a bit shy, Um, you're heading off to Cambodia soon. We commissioned you. That's even bigger again. That's kind of saying, what nation... (laughs) needs to know the love of God. There's so many people in Cambodia who don't know the story of Jesus and haven't had an opportunity to encounter that and God's put that nation and see him reap on your heart and uh, you've kind of organized your life around going, all right, this is a need, so let's start addressing it and we're partners with you in that and that's exciting, but it doesn't need to be heading overseas. 
there are people around you right now who matter to God, who uh, need to encounter His love. So, who are they for you and how might you respond? All right, that's number two. Number three. Uh, finally, you can work out your, who the neighbour that God has put in your life is by asking this question. Who is open? Um, when Jesus sent his disciples out to preach the gospel, um, he said, look for someone who's open and stay with them. He talked about this person of peace, and I've talked about this a bit before as well. Someone um, who would welcome you, would welcome you into their home, and is open to what it is that you have to share. So look for those people in your life. Um, Lynn, you talked about kind of sharing interests. Look for someone who's actually interested in you <laughs> and that you share an interest with. Um, look for someone who knows that you're a Christian and is actually more than okay with that. They, they maybe want to find out more or are interested in that. Maybe they're generous with you or they take the initiative in inviting you to their house. If so, maybe that's a person of peace that God has put into your life. Um, God wants to share his love with the whole world, but for you, it may just be one person at a time. And if we pay attention to that one person that God has put in front of us, that the Holy Spirit is drawing our attention to, then if we each do that, the world will know that Jesus is Lord. So it doesn't have to be uh, finding the person that's the most difficult or the most closed. Often when we think about reaching out, we, we think, let's go to the person who's really hard work. But no, maybe it's that person who's actually a joy to be around, who you like and who God wants to know uh, is loved by him. All right. Do you have some people on your list or on your heart today? Um, people at home, hopefully you've followed along with us and you have some people on your list or on your heart. What we're going to do now is we're just going to finish in prayer for those people and for us. So why don't we join together and bring those people in, on your heart to God. So just as I'm praying, be thinking on who those people are. Heavenly Father, we uh, come together now and we uh, come holding two things together. We are incredibly um, excited and privileged to be able to pray together and worship together and gather together in this place this morning. But we're also dealing with the frustrations still of managing COVID and feeling distant and all of those things. Lord, this morning we bring those things to you uh, and we ask that in the midst of even this time, in the places where we live and the places where we work and study, we pray that at this time you would continue to be at work. Thank you that you are using this time to share your gospel. 
Thank you that you have put us here for a reason. Lord God, I pray that you'd remind us of that again, that we are in the places that we are in, in this time that we are in, for a reason, so that we can be filled with your joy, so that we can share your hope, so that we can be a blessing to the people around us, so that we can live out your hope and your light in this time and this place. Lord, this morning I pray that we might be filled to overflowing, that we might be aware of the blessing that we have in you and that it would seep out to the people and the community around us. Help us to be a blessing. Help us to love our neighbours. Lord, help us to be thoughtful about that and we bring the people that you've put on our hearts to you today. May those who especially need to know your love, may they experience your love and your grace through us. Lord, we pray that you would open a door. We thank you for those people of peace that are in our life who are open already and we pray that we can share with them and encourage them and point them towards you. Lord, help us to be bold, to take risks, to try things, to put ourselves out there um, for your sake. Help us to be a blessing and to learn and grow. And thank you that your grace and your spirit goes with us. Lord, I pray that, like the, we shared in the kids' video this morning, that we wouldn't be efficient or impressive about the way we relate to people, but that we would simply be kind <laughs> and go and try things. We pray for our friends and family. We pray for the people that you've brought to mind. We pray that they might become friends with you, that they might join your family and know the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Thank you that we have come into this hope in which we now stand. And uh, thank you that it doesn't finish with us. Amen.